Good morning, everyone, and happy Saturday. Um, I got a request from a listener about talking more about um, my interracial dating and the kind of heat I got or didn't get. So, um, my ex is Brazilian. And when you look at him, he looks half Spanish and half black. Um, Now, we met when we lived on the East Coast. Now, mind you, East Coast is a huge melting pot. And you wouldn't think there would still be prejudice or racism or judgment over there. But there is. Um, And it's by the older Caucasian population. I mean, of course. (laughs) Duh. Um, You know, we used to work together when we were 17 and we would have, we would take our breaks together and we worked in, uh, we worked at Hollister at the mall or um, sometimes Abercrombie. And on our breaks, we would just walk around the mall because we only had a little bit, like a 30 minute break and go eat and just walk around and we would always hold hands and you know holding hands with the other guys I never noticed if they were even looking or not but with him I started noticing people looking more and I always thought oh maybe you know there's something on my face maybe I don't know and nothing would be like physically uh, wrong with us so I started noticing that little by little. Um, but I just didn't, you know, think too much of it. But I did notice it. Then when my son, I believe he was about two, and we went to the mall with our son and then uh, my ex's parents. Now his parents, his mom is definitely lighter skin and his dad is definitely darker um the darkest one in the family and you know I would never understand obviously what it feels like to experience racism or prejudice but this is this is as close as I can get to it um My ex and I, we went off on one side of the mall, and then Daniel went with his grandparents, my ex's parents, and, you know, a little time went by, and all of a sudden, I get a call from his dad saying that, like, you need to come meet us in front of here. There's somebody saying that they're going to call the cops because I have Daniel. They think I kidnapped Daniel. So we rush over to the other side of the mall where they were at, and it was this older Caucasian couple. Okay, got to be in their 70s or 80s. And I was like, what's the issue here? I was like, that's my son and that's his grandpa. So why, what's going on? Well, you know, we saw this, this is what they said. We saw this black man and this white child who was crying and didn't want to go with him. So we thought he was kidnapping him. And I was like, have you ever heard of a two-year-old throwing a temper tantrum? That's his grandpa. 
that's that's like basically my father-in-law um there's no he's not kidnapping him and they just got all like huffy and puffy and i was just like really these are the type of people who you are You know, maybe if you said, well, we saw this man, um, you know, and this child and this child was like not wanting to go with him, it'd be different. But you said a black man with a white child, you're referring to race. I have an issue with that. You know, your wordplay is key. And... You know, it. I was just like, wow. I cannot imagine what people go through, and it's so sad, and there's no reason for it because we're all the same. We're all human. You know, and I've said this multiple times before like, just because we look different or speak different or our beliefs are different, we're still all the same we still all come from the same place we're like a tree our roots are the same but there's many different branches and those branches don't always look alike and they don't always the grow the same you know and it's just crazy um there was this other time I don't remember what presidential election it was, but it was when Bernie Sanders was running and Obama, or no, maybe it wasn't Obama. I think it was the election. I don't know. Anyways, we, my ex and I, we were at the movie theater and we were in line waiting for this movie. Hold on guys, I got to get some coffee. And he was wearing a Bernie Sanders um, presidential election shirt. And we were in front of this older Caucasian couple. And, you know, my ex didn't hear what they said, the, the comment they made the first time, but I did. And they basically said, look at this immigrant voting for Bernie Sanders. And I kind of like gave my ex a look and I kind of just like nodded my head, like, listen. And they and then they said it again the second time, but even louder. And my ex... I am so, you know, I wish you would have turned around and said something. But at the same time, you're almost afraid. I was afraid to have him do it because these are older white people and they tend to get away with a lot more, which is bullshit. And, you know, all I did was be the bigger person and turn around and give him just the deadliest fucking look like if you say something again i will fucking kill you like that type of look um and then i i forgot what comment i made but i even made a comment to my ex out loud about them i think it was something like look at these old fucking farts behind us what haven't they croaked yet and then they shut up real fast um and you know, it's just, it's crazy that people have this mindset. And I don't necessarily blame them. I blame their parents. 
because their parents are the one that have that has instilled into them a certain way to think you know I don't care if it was a different time that different time that way of thinking was wrong and for them to do it for not seeing that is that you're talking and you're abusing another human being Ah, like it's astonishing to me you know and then moving back here to Oregon where it's predominantly white and it's a very different way of thinking out here like it's I don't know how to explain it the east coast is like I said the melting pot everybody is very welcoming everybody is really accepting out there except for a select few but out here nobody's accepting and if you live in this era you may be thinking well that's not true this is what I have experienced and I know a lot of people who are friends or are just acquaintances and I know how these people think just by talking to them it's mind-blowing and it's made dating so hard about a year and a half ago I went on this date with this guy now mind you We talked for like a week, you know, on the phone, texting, and I got no hint of any of any type of like prejudice or racism, you know, that, uh, that was instilled in him. Nothing. And then we met in person. And I'll just kind of tell you, it was not just about racism, but it was a lot of other different things as well. Um... First red flag was we went to go meet for dinner and we were placed in a booth and I got in um, one side of the booth and me thinking he would get on the other side. No, he sat down right next to me. I asked him if he could move because he was in my space and I didn't feel comfortable. And he said, no. And there's no way to escape because the other end of the booth was up against a window looking towards the outside. And so I kind of like scooted more closer to the window and then he scooted scooted closer to me. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and I thought about going from under the table, but there was no room for me to get under the table and maneuver and get around. So then I just kind of sat there. (laughs) Nothing I could do. I asked him to move repeatedly. He said no. Well, okay, I'm kind of stuck. Um, and then we just started talking, but I already there, I was just like, "Mm." and then he's like, well, why don't we share food? And on a first date for anybody who wants to share food to me, that means you're cheap. We weren't at a, we were just at like a bar and grill, you know, let me pay for my own fucking food. Then I don't want to know share with you. You, you eat shit that I don't like. So no, thank you. So right then and there, I just had a beer and Then we started talking about, you know, just things. I don't like to talk about politics. I don't like to talk about certain things on 
uh, first dates or just in general. You know, I like to keep my my thoughts and my opinions to myself because people are not understanding. Um, and, you know, I started talking about my son and, you know, how he's great and how he's like really cultured and, you know, um, I want to, I wish I could take him to travel the world more, you know, but I can't. And, you know, I was talking about how he knows different languages and, and whatnot. And, you know, it got out that he was, my son was half Brazilian or whatever. I don't know how, it just, the topic came up. And this guy was like, you know, when I said, oh, my son was half Brazilian, you know, and he knows a little bit of Portuguese and he's really into their culture. And he's like, why would you do that to yourself? Those are the words that came out of his mouth. And I was a little confused at first because I, was, I wasn't understanding what he was saying. And then I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, why would you have a kid with somebody who's not white? And I was like, oh, brakes are completely pressed. What? And I just felt uncomfortable. I wanted to go, but I had nowhere to go. Um, and I was just like, you know what? You can have your opinion, but I rather have my. I rather have kids with people who um, um, are are not white, because white guys fucking suck, and you're like the epitome of everything that I fucking hate in a white man. Um. And he was just like, oh, don't say that. That's rude. And I was like, excuse me? What you told me was rude. You just, like, literally talk shit about my son. That's it. And then we started talking about politics. And by the way, he was a Trump supporter. Loved fucking Trump. I didn't know that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have wasted my time. But he rolled up in a Trump shirt. And I was just like, fuck. Um, and then we started talking about, like, abortion. Now, I don't remember how we got on this topic. And he asked my opinion. And I was like, well, you know, personally, I would not get one. But I can understand why women do. And I will support any woman if they ask for my support to go with them. I had a friend who asked me to go with her to get an abortion just because I don't do it myself or I don't, you know, it goes against my, my beliefs doesn't mean I'm not going to support somebody. A woman has a right to do what the hell she wants with her, her own body. Who am I to, 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 to judge the situation? And he called me a hypocrite. He's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You can't think like that. And I was like, sure you can, you know, just because I, don't believe in doing something somebody may think that you know because it's a, it goes against what I believe maybe it doesn't go against what they believe I don't know their situation you know like who who are we to judge what people do with their lives we should just be there to support them you know why can't the world be more like that And he was like, oh, so you're for abortion. And I was like, I am for pro-choice. A woman can do whatever she wants with her own body. No other woman and definitely no other man should have control or say 
Yes, I won't. I don't believe. I don't think I would not do it. But if if my good friend or my aunt or my mom or somebody down the street wants to do it and they ask for me to go with them to support them and to and to and to help them, you bet your ass I would. That's called being an understanding human, a decent human being. There's not a lot of decent people out here. You know, people get so hurt. Especially, like, guys now these days are just fucking soft. Like, you go on a first date with somebody and you say at the very beginning when you speak with them, I am looking for friendship. Maybe something more if time, if, if, you know, if things go well. And you both agree. And then you go to that first date and you're not feeling it. And you tell them they get so fucking soft. So fucking soft. They get so fucking butthurt. And it's like, would you rather have me lie to you or tell you the truth? You know? People get so hurt. And that's why I've stopped. I've stopped dating. Fuck the men, dude. Men are trash. Most men are trash. You know? I had one guy who I was briefly chatting to and he was like, oh, you have a podcast? Oh, you talk about some of the guys you've dated on your podcast? He's like, I'm scared. I was like, you're only scared because you're probably one of those douchey ass guys. So bye-bye. And he was like, oh, you seem like a player. And I was like, I've been on dating apps for two years, two and a half years. And dating a lot within two and a half years, first dates, it's not being a player. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you probably are. You fucking short stack. Like, it's ridiculous some of the people. I just don't do it. I don't do it anymore. I don't do it because... One, no man will ever be number one in my life. That's just a fact. And people feel so entitled to be number one or people feel entitled to my time. I don't have a lot of free time. And people don't seem to wrap their head around that. You know? I'm a single mom. Summertime, I have a little bit more more free time. But when school starts and athletics start and I'm working more and more hours, I don't have free time and when I do have free time I definitely want to spend it more with like my best friend or even my son's father not you (laughs) you know or my family because they're going to be there for me in the end you aren't you're just a burst of wind a gust of wind that comes stays for five to ten minutes and leaves why would I why would I give you everything I'll give you minimal, minimal effort just because you show me minimal effort as well. And I don't know, it's definitely a different world. You know, I, I feel like I thought we were making progress towards being decent human beings But 
or not. And I definitely, definitely blame social media and our phones and the internet. You know. And, uh, yeah, like now with dating, you have these apps and you can just basically window shop. How are you going to swipe on somebody? You swipe on somebody just the way they look. You know, or what they write in their bio. And half the time what they write in their bio, they're goofing off. They don't write anything. Or it's just not who they are in real life. People can put this persona like their dream I feel like it's almost people put their dream person online who they wish they could be most of the time their persona is pretty shitty you know or is so very different from how they are in in actual life and what is wrong in their actual life for them to to put on this persona I got social media and I am 100% real me on it you know, like 100%. There's no fakeness at all. What you see is what you get. You know, yes, I don't always reply to things. Or here's my pet peeve is I'll like read a message and then before I can reply, I get busy. I get a phone call or my son's asking me to do this or I got to go do this or oh, I'll reply later because I'm about to go drive. And then I forget. I'm not perfect. You know? Or sometimes for people, you know, I read their messages. And hence you, I don't put red on anything except Instagram makes you have seen, which is bullshit. Sometimes I just don't feel like replying because I'm just not in a good state, like mental state, you know? Like, or I don't know what to say in that point in time. You know, eventually I will, but that's just who I am. I hardly reply to texts or answer my phone. You know? It is what it is. It's nothing against you. It's just how I am. And people take it personally. And then they start repeating the texts or the phone calls. And then it's like, now I definitely don't want to reply. Now you're fucking annoying me. You do not feel entitled. I will respond to you on my time not yours you ain't nothing to me my time obviously for my podcast and for my business and for the important stuff that I need to reply to I'm going to reply of course 100% it may not be you know right when I read it but I will get back to you within the same day because I am busy, you know, I work full time. I do have my life coaching business. I do have my podcast. I do have my son's athletics. Like there's a lot going on. But I try to get back within a 12 to 24 hour time frame. I don't know. It's weird. And you know, back to the prejudice thing, the racism. You look at my son and he's definitely a lighter skin tone and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think he is, you know, half Brazilian, but he is, you know, and that's what, that's what I think is so funny is 
people see like really pale Latin people and they think they're white and then but they're not they're Spanish like people are so like people are just like so assuming you know and there was one time when I was 18 or 19 and I had a pool party at my house and you know I was one of those people that assumed and I, but I got put in my place real quick and I'm so glad I did is we had a friend who was I thought was Caucasian and you know he started speaking Spanish like perfect Spanish and I asked him I was like oh like where are you from and he's like Puerto Rico and I was like oh shit I totally thought you're a white and he's like yeah a lot of people do like a lot of people assume that and I was like damn thanks for like not getting upset and for teaching me you know I love learning and I never again did I make that mistake you know um It's just all about how people handle things, you know? And I got a lot of hate, too, when the whole BLM movement was happening, and I supported it, you know? And the people that I dated just were, like, against BLM and Blue Lives Matter and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... You know, for one, I think police officers, now their training is not that long, which is insane. To enforce the law, your training's what, like two months or something? But then to like defend the law, to be a lawyer, an attorney, it's like four, five, six years of schooling. Huh? What? Dude, that doesn't make sense. If you're a police officer, you should have six, four, five, six years of training before you're even out in the field. They should have training on mental health. They should have training. They should be learning about different cultures and different types of people. You know? Um, You know? I got a lot of flack for supporting the BLM. And one thing that I hated was people were like, well, you don't really support it because you don't go out there and march. Bitch, I don't have time to. I work. I got a son to provide for. I can't just take off of work. You know? Just because I don't go and actively do something doesn't mean I don't support it. I don't have mommy or daddy or a husband or a wife who fucking pays for everything. I got to do it myself. And if I can go on the weekends to go do it, I will. Doesn't mean I don't support it. You know? It's ridiculous. Well, you don't go out there and you don't do that and la la You know? And like the women's march that happened in D.C. years ago. I was there. Because I was able to go. And then with the other marches, I wasn't able to go. You know? 
why do people feel like you have to go like physically be there in order to support it maybe some people just financially can't or they mentally can't because they can't be around a lot of people because they have social anxiety or whatnot now that's not me but i'm just saying for other people take into consideration other people and why they do the way they do or figure out it's just a crazy world and yeah I don't really you know I don't know and sometimes like you know with my with my family like my family is like I mean we're pretty diverse we have Asians and African Americans and and Europeans and Caucasians and sometimes and I know Daniel feels this just because he's lived in Northern Virginia and Miami and he's seen different types of people and have been exposed to different types of things which is great it makes him consciously aware of other people and other things and you learn about other things whether that's positive or negative things and then I look at my cousins and I'm like I remember having two of my cousins in my car with my son and we were playing rap music and they like were afraid because they've never heard rap music or you know and I'm just like what? Like, guys, it's okay. Like, you know, they're so, I feel like they're so, they're so closed off from what's out there in the world. And I don't blame them. I mean, they don't know any better. And I love them to death. But I feel like sometimes that's why Daniel has a hard time where he has to act a certain way with them. Because if he acts, you know, and he has to refrain from saying certain things because they just won't understand. It's not anything bad, you know. I don't know. You know. I like I like to let my son go out into the world and be exposed to certain things. But my son knows what's right and and from wrong and I'm not one of those moms who shelters hell no you know and if that makes me a bad mom so be it you know kids the more you tell them not to do something if you don't already know this they're gonna go out and they're gonna do it anyway so you might as well talk to them about it and be like like for instance I've had this conversation with my son you're getting older I know you're gonna want to drink and go to parties if you do that you call me, I will pick you up, or you stay the night at your friend's house, or you can do it at the house here. You can have a get-together at the house and do it, you know, or you call an Uber. You don't drive, you know. Same with, you know, if, you, if you're if you wanting to um, try weed, same thing. Call me, I will come pick you up, stay at your friend's house, blah, 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 you know. Don't try anything else. I'll Weed is fine, whatever. 
you know, because they're going to go out and they're going to do it anyway. So you might as well talk to them and sit down like, this is what's okay. This is what's not okay. This is what's going to happen. This is what's not going to happen. You know? And yeah, I've been told that's kind of bad parenting, but to me, that's not bad parenting. Because if you raise a kid that's so sheltered and so unexposed, once they they graduate high school and go off to college, they're going to be that awkward kid. They're going to be scared of fucking everything. That is so un- mentally unhealthy for the for the child. You know, have your boundaries, but go. Run wild, dude. You know, maybe that's because I'm a young mom. I'm, I'm, I'm a young parent. And most of my son's friends' parents are in their, like, 50s and 60s and even late 40s. I guess my mindset is just a little different. And I see how some of his friends, like, how his parents are, how their parents are with them. And I'm just like, ooh, that's weird. I mean, whatever. I'm not going to judge parenting here. But I'm like, oh, that's different. I think this kid should be, you know, exposed to that. If he wants to stay out, you know, have him be home by 9 o'clock. But let him go do whatever, you know. Stay in the neighborhood or stay within these neighborhoods, but go have fun. And a lot of parents I see are like, oh no, there's so many bad people out there in the world. You're just making your kids afraid. And then they're going to grow up and be afraid of fucking everything. I don't know. It's just different. But if any of my listeners have any requests of what they want to get my perspective about and this podcast isn't just me with my experiences and my traumas it's also a podcast of my perspectives and my perspectives may not align with yours and that's okay but each of my perspectives have something to do with me personally of what I've been exposed to or what I've been experienced you know because I am pretty well traveled within the U.S., you know, and I've lived in places most people dream of or are afraid to live, (laughs) you know, and although I haven't gone out and and experienced the world, because I can't find, like, I can't do it right now, but I've experienced a lot of different people and a lot of different cultures, and I've learned a lot of different things that I bring into my life and my son's life, you know, my son is not sheltered. And my son, and I'm not just saying this because he's my son, but he's a great fucking kid. I taught him well. His dad taught him well. I'm very, very lucky. You know? And I believe that's all about, and I believe part of the reason is having him exposed. You know? to different types of people and to different crowds and to different cultures and and to different languages and having them travel to New York City to Miami to DC you know like so much out there learning about the real history about things you know not just oh Christopher Columbus discovered America nah bitch he didn't or oh the colonials came here and we tried to work with the Native Americans no we didn't Genocide. Native American genocide. You know, we spit truth. 
to our son. We don't sugarcoat it. Because we grew up being sugarcoated. And it wasn't until we grew up we were like, hmm, hmm, oh, you know. But if you guys have any requests, anything like that, please don't hesitate to email me or DM me on Instagram or Facebook. And I can definitely, we can chat about anything. I can talk about anything and everything. I don't have any boundaries. I'm a completely open book. So please don't hesitate to reach out.